0: Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Mel from Mel Did It Herself, and I'm a social service worker turned furniture refinisher, DIYer, small business owner, and content creator. I've learned everything I know about these industries thanks to people who shared their knowledge on the internet. So I'm paying it forward by bringing you my tips, lessons learned, and sharing my journey in this space with you. So thank you so much for being here, being curious, and being a lifelong learner like me. Let's hop into it. What is up, my friends and fellow busy bees? Today is a bit of a part two because in episode nine, I went over all of my tips for selling furniture online, but I think it's also important to provide my tips, lessons learned, and the do's and don'ts, in my humble opinion at least, for the opposite side of the interaction, which is for those who are buying furniture online. So if you haven't yet listened to episode 9, I do recommend you go over and listen to that because there's definitely some nuggets in there that will also apply here. And I hope this episode today can be useful not only to those who do furniture makeovers, whether it be just for themselves or as a hobby or business, but also for those of you who are interested in buying things on online platforms like Facebook Marketplace because while I'll be chatting in the context of picking up a furniture piece, this really could apply to anything. And as I look over this list, it really all does just come down to etiquette overall. So I hope there's something for everybody. Now, let me preface this with the statement that I am so happy with every client that I have and have had. I am so appreciative of anyone that has ever purchased a piece from me, and none of the things that I go over today are meant to be a slight to anyone, or to make anybody feel bad if they've ever done one of these faux pas when buying something off of Marketplace before. We are here to learn and improve and do better. So with that, let's get into the first thing I recommend you do when purchasing furniture online on a platform like Facebook Marketplace. Number one, compile your thoughts up front please. As a courtesy to the seller, before you send a message to them, look over all of the photos and the information provided in the description, and then think about what it is that you want to know about the piece, and be concise, and put all of that into your message, the first message. This helps to save time for both you and the seller, and it just avoids some of the back and forth that kind of inevitably happens. If you're curious if it's still available and if it is, know that you would be interested but you want to know if the price is negotiable, say, hi there, if this piece is still available, is the price negotiable? Instead of sending one message asking if it's still available, waiting for the person to say yes, then asking the next question put it all together, even if you have a couple different questions. Especially when it's someone who's doing this as a kind of business, they will take the time to make sure that they hit all of the points in the reply. And even if they don't, and they just answer 75% of what you asked, you can just repeat yourself at that point. Not only does this ultimately save time for you both, but depending on both of your availabilities, this could make the interaction take extra hours or even days to get to the bulk of the interaction. And in the meantime, someone more straight to the point point might message them and snag that piece. So I know you maybe have interacted with someone before where you asked three or four questions in a long message and they only replied to the first question. I know those people exist in the world. I feel the same way about them as you do, but have positive intentions. Assume that the person you're talking to will not be that person and put it all in one message and 99% of the time it will pay off for both of you. And actually, that was kind of a horrible example to provide because one of my pet peeves personally is when people ask if the price is negotiable. My recommendation, if this is a thought in your head, is to ask, would you be willing to take X amount instead? Because even if someone asks if it's negotiable and I am willing to lower the price a bit and I say, oh, I would be able to do X amount, but unfortunately, that's the lowest I could do. 100% of the time, the person is going to reply offering a lower amount than the number that I said. 100% of the time, which absolutely dumbfounds me every single time. And I do not think it is a good negotiation tactic. So please just go in with your actual offer and take it from there. And again, avoid wasting both of your times needlessly. I'd be very interested to know if this is just a me thing or if other people also have that pet peeve. So if so, please send me a DM over on Instagram at MelDidItHerself and let me know because maybe I'm the odd man out on this one. And now I know that sometimes it may not be the case, so I do understand this one a bit more, but it does also irk me a bit when you get the, hi, is this still available messages? Because 99.9% of the time, if a piece has sold, it will be marked as such and removed from Marketplace. And even if, on the off chance, someone forgot when you message them saying you're interested and would like to buy the piece, the person will let you know if it has already sold and they accidentally just forgot to remove the listing. Because it does happen if you're busy and it slips your mind. I actually used to include a sentence at the top of every single marketplace listing that I had that said, if the ad is still up, it's still available. But then I would still receive the messages from people asking if it was still available and that just hurt my brain a little bit. So I stopped adding it in also because I kind of feel like people who are looking at it that don't need the message might read it as passive aggressive, which I guess maybe it was, (laughs) but whatever. I'm also aware of the fact that since marketplace just pre-populates the message already in the chat box when you go into a listing, that sometimes it's just a matter of the slip of a finger or clicking send when you're trying to like scroll down to the description. So for peace of mind, I just tell myself that that's the case anytime I get one of those messages, but add it to the list. So along the lines of compiling your thoughts and getting your ducks in a row before getting too far into the interaction, another recommendation, find out if the piece would fit in your space before we start going back and forth, please and thank you. There have been so many times when I go back and forth with someone, asking questions about the piece, is it still available, what's it made of, negotiating pricing, deciding that they'll take it, arranging a time and date for pickup, all then to receive a message later that day or the next day or whatever, saying either, oh, I just measured and it won't fit where I was thinking it would go, sorry, I'm going to pass, or I just showed my wife and it wasn't what she had in mind, so we're going to pass. Like, guys. That should be step one. Before you send a message, please let it be step one. If there is something that is a game changer on whether or not you could conceive of having it in your home, do that thing first before going through the rest of the process. Okay, you can confirm that it's still available before showing the boss if you must, but that's it. I just personally find it really disrespectful when people waste other people's time, just in life in general. So that one really does grind my gears a bit. And I don't think those people mean any harm by it, obviously, but it's an easy fix. And so now that you know, now that I let you know that that's the best business practice, I hope you won't do the same for someone. Next up is to make it apparent if you want the piece and you're committed to buying it by saying something super concrete, like I'll take it or I'd like to buy it. So that I, as the seller, know to focus my attention and efforts on you and closing that deal and all the details, in case I'm getting a million other messages from people at the same time. A million, or like, you know, five, whatever. (laughs) I personally like to adhere to a first-come, first-served policy where, whenever possible and reasonable to do so, I'll offer the piece to the first person who gets concrete and expresses their desire to purchase the piece. Included in that is my policy that if I have someone who has said they want the piece, we set up a date and a time for pickup, that's maybe not until the next day sometime, and then someone messages saying that they'll take it and can come tonight in the meantime, I won't screw over that initial person that I had promised it to. I know I could and I know some people do do that, but I just don't find it to be good business practice and I don't want my potential clients to feel like they have to drop everything and run to my house because life happens and everyone is busy and I understand that. In line with that though, if you are a buyer and say something like, yes, I'm interested, I'll buy it, it's also helpful to just say within that same message when you would be available to pick it up. That just gets the ball rolling quicker to finish up the sale and if I'm not available at that time for whatever reason, I as the seller will let you know and suggest another time and date or offer my availability and see if anything aligns with yours. On the opposite hand, if you are no longer interested in the piece, but we've been chatting back and forth about it, I do always appreciate when someone says something to let me know that they are moving on, like saying, we found another piece that will work better, or even just saying, I'm actually no longer interested just so that I can keep a mental tab on how many actively interested buyers I'm talking to and can try to adhere to that first-come, first-served policy whenever possible. I promise I won't be offended if you find another piece that you like more or will work better in your space. I want your home to look great at just as much as you do, but it just helps me in my processes. And I usually set up a date and time that the client is planning to come pick up the piece and then I'll just leave it out on the porch for pickup because I think people prefer that for the most part so that they can just quickly grab it. And also for me, then I don't have And I also prefer it because then I don't need to be completely pausing my day and waiting around looking out the window for the client to arrive. I can continue on with my work or chores or whatever it is that I'm doing. And if they need any help or want to chat or have questions, can ring the bell and I'm happy to come out. But as the buyer, if you're going to be substantially later than the time that you said you're going to be, or if something comes up and you can't make it, please do let the seller know by shooting them a quick message if you're able to. Even if, you know, you were going to come at, say, 6 p.m. but got out of work late, so it'll be more like 8 p.m., just let us know. If it's a matter of being 15 minutes or something like that late, that's not a big deal. But if it's a couple of hours, then please do. For one, because it's nice to be nice and to be mindful of people's time, because chances are the seller is planning their day around you and are putting off doing something or having to go somewhere until you pick up the piece. Also, if it's going to be a couple hours or more, I'm gonna bring the piece back inside in the meantime. Whether it's in the winter and super cold, or maybe wet from snow outside, or if it's maybe in the summer and quite humid, I want to decrease the amount of time the pieces will be sitting out in those temperatures and the moisture changes, because I don't want it to affect the finish in any way or have the piece shift if it's solid wood and is reacting to the elements. Might not happen, but it could. So I like to stay on the safe side and do what I can to avoid it. So sending a quick message really helps me ensure that you're getting the best piece possible. Another thing I recommend is to always leave a rating once you've picked up the piece and finish that interaction with the seller. On Facebook Marketplace, it's just a matter of leaving a rating out of five stars. It's usually located at the top of the conversation, but if you can't find it, the seller can also click a button that sends the request directly in the chat conversation window itself. It takes like maybe seven seconds of your time but I promise it really does help out sellers so I encourage you to always do it. This is because assuming that this person sells items on marketplace often it lets other buyers know that the person is a trusted seller and so it helps get them more sales in the future so we really appreciate you doing that. Sometimes I'll even send a message after the person picks up the piece asking if they wouldn't mind leaving me one because I'm sure people don't often just think to do so Um, but typically people are happy to do so when I ask. This next one is a nice to do and not a need to do. Realistically none of these are a need to do but like it's really nice if you do. (laughs) But as a seller of refinished furniture I freaking love it when people send me over photos of the pieces in their space when they get home and get it set up. It's so nice to see the pieces and it's forever home. And honestly, it's crazy because sometimes I'll see it and be like, holy crap, that is exactly the kind of space that I envisioned this going in when I was making it over. So that is always an awesome full circle moment. Now, I know if you're just selling off something random on Marketplace, people likely aren't going to be doing this. But when I sell the pieces I refinish, I include things like a thank you card, business cards, care card, and extra paint. So it's pretty apparent that I do this as a business. So I think people understand that that kind of thing would be appreciated, and it always makes my day whenever they do. I do feel weird most of the time if I were to ask for people to send it because some people are just more private about their spaces and I am a complete stranger so I don't want to give off any weird vibes but I try to make it apparent how much I appreciate it when people do send them over and especially if it's a well-staged photo with good lighting I'll usually ask if they mind if I share the photo on my social media or website too because it's always a great marketing tool as well but of course if they said they weren't comfortable with that then I wouldn't and I just keep it for myself. So then my last overall recommendation is if you have any questions at all when purchasing furniture or something else from someone online, to just ask. You never know until you ask. For example, in my ads, I state that the items are to be picked up and I say the area that I live. Nowhere do I mention delivery as an option because typically I don't deliver. However, there have been exceptions when the piece does fit in my vehicle, I have the time to do so, and someone messages me and they don't either have a vehicle at all or they don't have one that would fit the piece, but they really love it and really want it, and so there are those times when I will offer to deliver it, usually for an added fee. And those people wouldn't know that that was a possibility if they didn't ask in the first place. So let that be a lesson. The worst case scenario is that someone says, no, sorry, that's not an option, or I can't, or whatever. And this goes for negotiating as well. I do want to be careful here because ultimately, I don't encourage you to try to negotiate the price of someone's refinished piece that you see being listed online, particularly when it's made apparent that this is their business and thus their livelihood is depending on that income assume that they have an equation that has taken many things into consideration to price that piece and if you want some insight into that and haven't listened yet pop over to episode 12 where i discuss pricing your painted and refinished furniture however there are times that someone may be willing to lower the price of the piece Or maybe a more realistic example might be if you are buying furniture on Marketplace to refinish, so it's an older, ugly piece that someone is trying to sell off. You never know until you ask, and I try to remind myself of that. I typically will save a piece if I come across it and know it would make for an awesome project, but it's priced much higher than I would want to pay. I save it like with their save feature and then sometimes it gets sold before I get the chance to go back and look at it a week or two later but sometimes it's still sitting there and if that's the case and I have the space to take a new piece in which is rare if you've seen my garage lately you know why (laughs) but I'll send them a message and offer them the price that I would be willing to pay for it. I typically will say something like, I know it's much lower than you have it listed for and I don't want to offend you, but I have a furniture finishing business and this piece has caught my eye a couple of times now. I only pay X amount for my pieces and I was wondering if you would be willing to let it go for that amount as I see it's been listed for a couple weeks now. And often they do say yes. I can't confirm whether or not this is the case because I've never really asked, but I think from a seller's perspective, if I'm putting myself in their shoes, that acknowledging that the price I'm offering is much lower, and I know that, but explain my reasoning for it and that I plan to bring new life to it is presumably why they often are willing to go for it. I found that a lot of people really love knowing that the piece will be getting a makeover and often they're interested in seeing what happens with it, so they ask that I send a photo when it's done or they'll follow me on Instagram so that they can keep up to date on what happens with it. In my opinion, everyone wins in that case, which is why I like to keep in mind that you never know until you ask. And something you might not know about me, I love little motivational messages. They literally always get me fired up, and I keep a running list of ones that are especially catchy or speak to me in the Notes app on my phone. So I'm going to end every podcast episode with one of those that I've noted down over the years in hopes that you leave our time here each week feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on whatever comes your way this week. So this week's Mel's motivational message is... There's a difference between being nice and being kind. There's a difference between being nice and being kind. And if I'm being honest, this is just the closest thing that I could find that was semi-relevant to the topic today because not a lot of motivational messages that are speaking to me about buying dressers online, if I'm being honest. But I think this does apply because when we're talking about all these things that ultimately are just about being polite, respectful, kind, courteous to the people that you're interacting with online. It is the difference between being nice and being kind because you can be nice, you can be, you know, polite and not being overtly offensive to somebody that you're trying to buy a side table from, but you can take it that extra step and be kind and do those extra things like taking a moment to Compile your thoughts, measure the space before you start messaging someone or asking them what the dimensions are, even though it's already written in the ad and things like that. Take that extra minute, do that upfront quote-unquote work And then you're helping to save that person's time. If they're a small business owner, they have a million things going on in their day. And even if they're not, I'm sure they still do. I'm sure they have families and friends and work and hobbies and lives that they're leading just like you. So try and take that time. Be a little bit extra courteous and respectful and kind to them. Leave the rating. Do the things that are going to bring that good karma around to you. And then when we look broader at the world in general, there is a difference between being nice and being kind. So again, as you're moving through the world, think of the instances where you can go that extra mile, take that extra step to be kind to a stranger that you're interacting with. Fleetingly in your day. And you never know, that could be the one thing that that person needs. They could have been having the shittiest day ever. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know where they just were, who they just talked to, what just happened to them. So take a moment and think about the ways that you can be kind instead of just being nice as you move about this world. And one more time, I'm going to ask that if you are enjoying the podcast so far and you enjoyed today's episode, please go to the podcast platform that you're listening on today and leave me a rating out of five stars. Preferably five stars, but I'll leave that up to you, and I'd love it if you leave a review as well if you're on Apple Podcasts, letting me know what you're enjoying about the podcast, letting others know so that they can join us on this furniture refinishing ride. The more positive ratings and reviews that we get, the more that those platforms and the algorithm shares this with other people who would enjoy it who don't yet know that they need this and need us, all us busy bees in their life every week. All right, that's it for now. I appreciate your time, and I'll catch you guys next week.